inevitably there is the suffering of death. Younger, older, sooner or later, we're all going to experience it. Whether you're famous, you're not famous, notorious, just the ordinary Joe Soap. 80 years from now, 100 years from now, every one of us that are listening to this teaching is likely going to have died. At the time of death, there's a good chance that we won't have any energy, we won't have any appetite. For some, we might be tormented by the thought of death. Our confidence might be waning. We may lose a lot of confidence. And at this stage, we may really realize that the only thing to rely on is our practice of the Dharma. What do we have to take refuge in? What is going to support us through these moments, through the passage of death? And sometimes the greatest teacher, or so the teachers say, the greatest teacher for us in preparing for death is if we see a very negative person dying. Sometimes you may see them clasping, clutching into their chest. Great fear at the time, at the moment of death. You can really think about it, bring up the thoughts for ourselves. How are we going to experience death? How are we going to face death? Are we going to be calm and relaxed? Or are we going to face it with great fear and trepidation and uncertainty? There may be great suffering. One, as we say, just the fear of facing death. The other is we may have strong attachment strong attachment to our wealth or strong attachment to our loved ones, our relationship, even our fame. It could be a very small thing. It could just be something that we find very dear to us. It doesn't have to be a lot, but we have great attachment to it. And we really don't want to leave it behind. Also, our body, how much attachment do we have to our body? We're going to leave this behind as well. And at the time of death, Although we might be ready, our family members might be fighting. They might be in disagreement about what we've left behind. They might have negative thoughts towards us. So this could also cause unhappiness. Some people think, oh, when death comes, I'll just deal with it. It doesn't really work that way. When it arrives, just because you decided before when it arrives, it's going to be okay. It might be an experience of great fear, great suffering. Some people think, oh, all my possessions, all the things that I have, I'll just let go of them when I, when I die. So it's not going to be a problem. I won't experience any suffering or unhappiness. The real problem is not the material objects. It is our habits within our own mind stream. And they don't just disappear because now suddenly we're at our deathbed. Often this could be even stronger. And if these habits are strong, although we're giving these material things away, we may still feel great suffering and great anguish due to our attachment or our anger. We see some old people, they're dying, and but still they're hiding their money underneath their pillow or somewhere else, or they've got a password, but they don't want to give it to anybody still holding on desperately to their uh, material concerns. And then in the process of death, when the elements dissolve, the earth elements, the water element, the fire element, the air element, 
they may be the feeling or sounds of great avalanches, landslides, great thunderstorms, fires, great floods, and all of these may create great anguish within the mind stream of the person experiencing the process of death. And then into the bardos, and in the bardos, according to our respective habits, our habits of uh, whether they are of love and kindness, then it shouldn't be too much of a problem. But if there are many habits of anger or resentment, jealousy, pride, all of the negative habits, then in the bardos we may be thrown by the karmic winds this way and that way, according to our different dispositions towards these negative emotions, creating great suffering, and then also influencing our, our rebirth. And it is said that these experiences of these negative emotions are seven times as strong as what we experience when we're alive with this body, and also they're not anchored by this body. So as a thought arises, we are blown by the karmic winds, we're blown this way and that way, and our mind can be so restless, and in that state, we experience endless and be exhausted by all of these different suffering thoughts. How can we prepare for death? We can prepare in how we live. How we live our life is going to have a great influence on how we experience death. When should we start? <laughs> if you can, from the day you're born, start preparing for the day you die. If we don't attain liberation from the cyclic existence of samsara, we will still be controlled by our karmic seeds blown, controlled by the karmic winds. And so we don't have control over our own fate. We're pushed into our next life or the next future lives by the strength of our past karma, which will have a great influence on our future rebirths and how we experience those future lives and this life. There was the Arat Katyayana, and he had the ability to see what had happened in the previous lives of sentient beings. And he saw a man sitting with his son on his lap. He was eating some fish and uh, a dog came to try and steal some of the fish and he beat it with a stone. And then he saw the past life of these people and he saw that the man that was sitting on the bench, the son on his bench was actually his previous enemy in the previous life who had actually murdered him. The fish was his father in a previous life and the dog that tried to steal the fish was his mother in a previous life. So he thought, how interesting. Look how this person has his mortal enemy sitting on his lap as his son in this life. And he's beating his mother with a stone while he's eating the flesh of his father. How rare this world of karma is. <laughs>